0: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to box water, there are more opportunities to go paper than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash paper-tarian.
1: The thing I remember about you the most, man, is uh, you know, I played against some pretty intimidating players. And you know, Ray Lewis would be up there once I yeah, got to the sure. NFL. There. Are, you and Ray Lewis were the two most intimidating guys wow. that I've ever played against. Wow! There's something about Levar, man, when he was out there, that number eleven, and those eyes, and that intensity, yeah. uh, the speed, and the the power, and the athleticism this guy played with was uh, was just unbelievable, man. man. And you were I'm 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 was, humbled. Well, I mean, you, were, you you know, you're number two pick in the draft yeah, for a reason. I was. You you, uh, you, you were a phenomenal football <laughs> player and certainly one of the best defenders I've ever played.
2: Thank against. you, man. I appreciate. It.
0: Up on game. Okay. Presents conversations with a legend, and now here's Lavar Arrington.
2: What's up, everybody? Lavar Arrington here. That's right. It's conversations with a legend up on Game Presents, and I tell you what, I have a legend with me indeed today from Hayden Kentucky. Played a little bit of football. I think he was all right. I think I think he did all right when he played. I got my man Tim. Couch with me, bro. Good to be with you, man. I'm excited to do this one. All right, now before I get to all of the excitement of why this is going to be a super cool um, interview for me, first off, uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, to to be in Kentucky in in your in your space. This is this is your place, um, and just know the history of of who you are and what you represent. What is Tim Couch up to these days? Uh, mainly being dad, really. I've got okay.
1: two, I've got two boys. I've got a 17 year old and a 13 year old. So they keep me really busy. They're into sports, so I'm you know doing all that with them. And then um, you know some business ventures as well. My brother and I okay. are in a, um, a wealth management company. We have a wealth management okay. uh, management company called Meridian Wealth okay. Management. And um, so we started here in Lexington uh, about 10 years ago, and we've spread. Who do you all over the country.
2: who do you service with Meridian?
1: Uh, just um, you know, really, a lot of uh, uh, high net worth individuals, okay. and businesses, you know, okay. we, um, you know, just just whoever, really, from, you know, All from right. the you know the smallest amount to the biggest amount you can imagine. So we represent kind of everyone.
2: Is there a, a web address? Is there a Twitter, ha- social media? How do you how do you communicate with people? Yeah,
1: just uh, Meridian Wealth Management. Uh, okay. You know, dot, dot com. You can get on there on the website and uh, kind of see what we do and, uh, and take a look at uh, take a look at everything. But it's a uh, it's been a great business for us. It's really growing and expanding and. Uh, It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to kind of get
2: that thing up and going. That's awesome, man. And I I love to hear when guys are, are doing well. And I mean, wealth management, that, that is something that is sorely needed in our profession, of course. So a lot of guys can use that. So make sure you look up, all right, Meridian wealth management, wealthmanagement.com. Yeah. Bam. We're going to put it up there. We're going to put the link right there. It's like, don't worry about it, but make sure you click on the link. All right. Make sure you dial it up and go in there. Um, Wealth management. You were number one overall draft pick when they weren't doing slotted, slotted uh, contracts. Right. You got paid. I did all right. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? You were deserving of of getting paid. I played against a few guys during my college time. Um, one by the name of Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, another one by the name of uh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this guy I played against in the Outback Bowl, my sophomore year, my first year starting, um, and it was Tim Couch. Let's let's revisit this. Let's revisit this this game. All right. This is this one. There's a whole lot of things I've talked to legends about in the past. I don't think I've ever had a story to me connected to me as unique as this. Right. I have a number one draft pick. Staring across the line at our defense. I'm going to take you through our, our week of preparation. Yeah, I'd love to hear from your side for sure. All right, here's our week of preparation. So we're being told this is a SEC team. They're going to throw the ball. And this guy is as good as advertised. He's tall. He's a competitor. He's smart. He sees the field. We're not going to have a lot of time. I said to the staff, I said, well, why are we playing the game? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we're going to win. So we couldn't we could not simulate the speed of a Craig yeast. Right. We were all right with the backfield. So, you know, you got, what, was it Hurst in the backfield? Uh, we had Anthony White. White White yeah. was in the backfield. And Homer. Homer. Yeah. Homer. It was yeah. Homer.
1: White and Homer. Right,
2: White and Homer. Yeah. Right, Homer, not Hurst. Uh, we did all right with preparing for the run.
1: Yeah.
2: But we were going to have a problem with the receiving core, and we knew we were going to have a problem with you guys. So we basically, we ran a lot. We, we worked on our defenses, but our most important piece of preparation was conditioning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and they basically said, if y'all don't get to him, it's going to be bad. Right. It's going to
1: be bad. Well, it started out. You know, it, w- it was bad for you guys. You know, yeah. We got up 14 to nothing because yeah. you, know, you guys weren't getting to me immediately, and we scored two quick touchdowns. That's right. You know, we thought we were just going to run away with the game at that point because it. Uh, you know, we scored so quickly, yeah. and then you guys started saying, "Okay, we're going to." We kind of doubted. and then you and Courtney started getting to me in the second we, half. And yeah, man, it seemed like every time I dropped back to pass, you guys were hitting me as I was throwing it or sacking me, and you know, and it, it just got uh, it got tough for us in the second half. You guys were able to come back and beat us.
2: How mummy had a great game plan. You guys yeah. did jump out on us quick. Um, I had to get a field goal on you guys. I blocked a field oh, yeah, goal on right. you guys yeah. in the game. It was, it, it was one of those games. I mean, it provided the opportunity for me to solidify like a coming out party of sorts because that was my first year starting. Right. Um, the one thing, there was one thing I remembered most about you during that game. It wasn't a throw. It was a run. Mm-hmm. and you ran the ball, and I, I I wanted to kill you. Like, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying, and I guess that isn't even politically correct to say anymore. It, it's like, you, you know, but you I was to trying to yeah. get you, yeah. and you got down, or somebody took you down, and I went over top of you. I was trying to hit you, and you jumped up, and you, and, you, and I was like, wait, hold on, man. Like, <laughs> hold on. Like, you, you can't, like, not when I come to hit you. Like, you can't be jumping up, and it stood out to me, like, you're a competitor Mm -hmm. and and that at that moment my respect level was like okay like he's I mean you got we we live in an age now where if a guy is in your position they're opting out of that game right
1: for sure they won't even
2: play in that game yeah and
1: you know I knew it was my last game and uh but you know I wanted to go out with my teammates you know we I'd been through the process with them you know coach mummy getting there my sophomore year and so that my, that was my junior year and I knew kind of like, you know, we had built this thing. We'd kind of created this air raid offense that everybody yeah. was talking about. Yep. And I wanted to go out, you know, my last game and I wanted to win a bowl game and beat, you know, Penn State and legendary Joe Paterno yeah. and, you know, win a game like that. So there was no no thought of not playing, even though I knew it was going to be a physical game against you guys. I, I was out there trying to play and compete like it was, uh, you know, like it was going to be my last game. So, you competed. I, the thing I remember about you the most, man, is... Uh, you know, I played against some pretty intimidating players, and you know Ray Lewis would be up there once I yep, got to the sure. NFL. There. Are- you and Ray Lewis were the two most intimidating guys wow. that I've ever played against. Wow. There's Something about Levar, man, when he was out there, that number 11, and those eyes, and that intensity, yeah. uh, the speed, and the the power, and the athleticism this guy played with was uh, was just unbelievable, man. man. And you were I'm I'm just,
2: I'm humble. Well, I
1: mean, you, were, you you know, you're number two pick in the draft yeah, for a reason. I was. You you, uh, you, you were a phenomenal football <laughs> player
2: and certainly one of the best defenders I've ever played. Thank against. you, man. I appreciate that. All right. Well, you you mentioned Ray Lewis. You go number one. Into the AFC North. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can relate to what you went through. A lot of people can't relate to going into a scenario which Cleveland continues right. <laughs> to be that, and Washington continues, continues yeah. to be that type of dysfunctional mm-hmm. organization. Coming out, it's exciting to want to be a top draft pick, to be the number one draft pick. But with that blessing, there comes a curse. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, because it's, it's almost disheartening to think about when guys that are as talented as you were and, and had so much potential to be a Hall of Famer at that level end up at a dysfunctional organization. Yeah,
1: it's it's unfortunate. Like you said, you know, you're you a top pick, but that means you're going to the worst team. And for me, it was even harder that year because the Browns were an expansion team. Right. You know, they just came back in the league. They mm-hmm. left in ninety-six, became the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Was and memories. then in nineteen ninety-nine they come back. So I was the first player ever drafted in the new right. Browns Correct. franchise. So literally starting from the ground up with this organization. Um, you know, and like you said, Lavar man, you when you go in, you all you all you can hear is number one pick. That and of course right. I want to be the number one pick in the draft. You're not thinking about how tough the road's gonna be being a quarterback on an expansion team and and that kind of thing. Uh, But it hit me pretty quickly, the reality of how tough that was going to be. You know, my rookie year, I got sacked 56 times in 15 starts, um, you know, which was an NFL record at the time. And it was just uh, so it was a beating physically, but it also takes a toll on you mentally, um, you know, because at that point I had never dealt with failure. You right know, coming out of high school i was the number one recruit in the country sure. um you know national player of the year and i get to college and i'm a first team all-american and a heisman trophy finalist and the number one pick in the draft so i'd never faced adversity uh, necessarily on the field right and now all of a sudden i'm getting you know beat to death i'm not winning games huh. i'm not putting up the numbers and i'm used to putting up and then you start questioning yourself you know hey okay. is it me can i not play at this level right um but you know as at that level for a quarterback especially um, it's all about the talent around you, how mm-hmm. successful you can be. Because it, you know, everyone in the NFL is a, is a really good football player. And if you put the right pieces around them with the right system, the right staff, um, you know, the, the running game, the wide receivers, obviously the offensive line, the guy can be pretty successful. But, you know, if you don't, you can ruin a a really good player's career. And, you know, we've seen it. You know, David Carr went through the same situation as I did. An expansion team in Houston. Number one pick in the draft. He was a great player. Right. But he never lived up to his potential because of, you know, his surroundings. And, you know, we've seen it many other times with many other players. But, you know, it's just unfortunate. But, you know, I I don't think I would trade that experience just because, you know, it's it's such an honor to be a number one pick in the draft. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, something I can be proud of. But, uh, but it was a rough road, but, you know, we, we did make the playoffs my, my fourth year there. That's right. And uh, it was the only time the Browns had been to the playoffs until a couple years ago. So, yeah. it was about a 20-year gap in there. Uh, so, I was kind of, you know, really proud of where we were able to kind of build that thing up to in a short period of time, but, but it was a rough road, man.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. When you're as fierce a competitor as you you were, and and you had so much success, what was what were some of your biggest challenges? You talk about getting getting through it as an expansion team and different things like that. And you said the emotional part. Mm-hmm. I know, I know for me, the biggest challenge was to still believe that you could win. Yeah. That was like my biggest challenge, like emotionally and mentally, even preparing physically. It's like, this is the game or this is the week. This is the year. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to a year three and you're a vet right it's like you're sitting in the locker room and it's like this shit ain't going to get any better right yeah it's it's not how is it going to get better Mm -hmm. what was like how was it for you because for a linebacker it's like i'm a linebacker like we might lose but i know this i'm knocking somebody the hell out tonight right. right like i come out this game somebody somebody's going to sleep because of me and when lose or draw i know i gave it this and you saw it and he experienced it and i touched his life too i hate we lost but all i can do is what i can do right how does a quarterback at the most important position the number one guy because if it's not super bowl if it's not playoffs it's automatically your bus. Mm-hmm. Aut- automatically, automatically, they're already yeah. like I was called a bus. I made three Pro Bowls. I'm still called a bus. Right, we're called. We're being called bus. But you're a quarterback. That pressure level is different. Mm-hmm. How, like, what were some of the things you had to to deal with in order to be able to try to still thrive in that type of environment? Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, I think you know when you come in as a number one pick, there's so many
1: expectations on you immediately, you know, from your from your fans, from the media, even your own teammates. You know, yeah. your teammates oh, are yeah. sitting in the locker room like, hey man, you're the number one pick. We're counting on you, you got to go win these games for us. Yeah. Like, you know, get us over the hump, you know, kind of get us going. So that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I was only 20 years old when I went to the NFL. Um, you know, I turned wow. 21 in training camp that year. Um, so I was a young kid out there, yeah. man, and you're in the huddle with guys that are, you know, 30 years old, been name. in the league for right. 10 years, right. got families and stuff. I right. mean, it's, a, it's a big difference in being in a, in a, in a, in a college huddle uh so you feel a lot of responsibility a lot of expectations and you know like i said the, the mental part was tougher on me than the physical part you know i was always a you know a big guy physical guy could take the hits mm-hmm. um but you know the mental part where you're just losing games week after week after week and you know you're just like damn how, what do i gotta do to win a game because i yeah. feel like you know i'm kind of i'm playing well but you know we're still not winning it's always a you know a play or two here or there we just can't uh, just can't find a way to win games and you, you know how tough it is to win a game in the nfl it's tough. i mean the difference in winning and losing is is like that so yeah. um you know you, you you start questioning yourself you start questioning you know golly can i even make it here do i want to even be here uh, all those thoughts come in your mind uh, you know but at the end of the day i think as a quarterback. You just put your head down and say, "I got. I just got to keep working. I got to keep working harder, man. I got to keep believing in myself because, you know, the you have to have the ultimate confidence at that position because you know that's people are the media is going to be crushing you. Yeah, they're going to be writing stories about you each and every week, uh, good or bad. So you have to have that belief in yourself that um, that you know you can play at that level and then you can get it done. And, and that was probably the toughest
2: part. You're a good-looking dude, you know. <laughs> there's there's there are the positives and the bonuses of being a number one draft pick a quarterback a good-looking quarterback from the bluegrass state give me a bonus story man (laughs) give me a bonus story because it wasn't all bad no it wasn't all bad. it was not all bad no and it doesn't even have to be on the field it doesn't have to be a pass that you completed on the field what was it like being Tim couch what was it like being Tim couch I don't I don't even care if it's the pros what was it like being Tim couch here in Kentucky like what was the, I tell people I float and stay car. I don't right. I don't touch the ground I touch we the plane lands I get off of the plane and I'm just levitated the entire time, and I just float in State College, (laughs) Pennsylvania. I never touch the ground, other than to kiss the ground. I kiss the ground every single time I land in State College, but I don't touch the ground the rest of the time there. What's it like being Tim Couch? It's it's not it's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a bonus story. I need I need I need details. Oh man. I need I need I need a memorable legendary moment right here. Like Tim off, Couch. An off the field story? I mean, why not? I, uh, I feel like that'd be
1: a better conversation for you and I just at the bar. That's why it's that's why we're at a
2: bar, Tim Couch. Uh, Just keep it like, like let's keep it like, you know, G-rated.
1: Um, you know, I I think the biggest thing is just when I was in Cleveland, you know, kind of being the face of that franchise, a new franchise. It was like, you know, billboards downtown everywhere. Like, everywhere I looked, I saw my own face, right? And, and that kind of gets weird. And everywhere you go, you know, people are looking at you, want to talk to you, want to take pictures. Um, so it just kind of it was like living in a fishbowl, you know, honestly, because the Browns are, you know, they don't have a great team, but they got but some they unbelievable got great fans, fans man. right? You know I mean, right. Cleveland is a football town uh-huh so to be uh you know kind of the face of that franchise was was <laughs> it was a pretty cool experience you know going out
2: with with teammates and friends and stuff man and was Willie was, McGinnis there he was a little older than you was he? Uh, was he yeah he wasn't there I know Kennard Lang was there yeah, and, was and there. Wally, Wally Wally was Rander, there yeah, yeah. Well, who was who was the people that you ran with though who did you run with um it was
1: Aaron Shea remember the, Shea, tight, end the tight end from Michigan yeah, yeah absolutely and Mark Campbell as well Campbell yeah he was a Michigan tight end yep. We were all good buddies. Uh Kevin Johnson was my wide receiver. receiver. Syracuse yeah. with yeah. uh-huh. Yep. Uh, a bunch of guys. Uh remember Corey Fuller.
2: Corey Fuller. Yeah. yeah. Fuller def- defensive You know, fast. he's 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 in love with Jesus now. He's 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 I saw that. Yeah, he's, he's like, like is really
1: he, at, uh, is he at Florida State now? Coaching. Florida
2: State coaching. Yeah, yeah I saw, saw yeah, his yeah. so. so that's out to Corey. Yeah,
1: we, we had some good guys on that team.
2: Yeah. But y'all yeah, I mean you know, that's you mentioned some partiers there though. There was that was they were you guys were partying.
1: Uh, we had some. They had guys. a good time. Yeah,
2: we we definitely had a had good, a good time. time.
1: You know, Cle- Cleveland's a fun town, especially in the summer. You know, we got all the bars and stuff down yeah. on the, down the lake right there in the flats. Yeah. 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 So we uh, we had some good times for sure.
2: That was the G-rated version, y'all. Listen, if you want to have an amazing life, um, be Tim Couch. Make sure you can <laughs> throw the ball. You know, speak really well. You know, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I, I don't know why he looks like this. I'm I I love the the fit I got. Shots out to Blancs uh, and eat. You know. I'm not taking my coat off. I'm not taking my coat off. Why does Tim Couch look like this today? And we're the same age. I need details. I need to understand. Why do you look like this because right now I'm 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 body shaming myself on the inside. I'm I'm like LeVar, Can you please do something with your life? Um I'm going to start tomorrow. That's what I told myself. You're start start on I'm starting. not I'm not the truth is I'm not but Right. I'm telling myself on the inside, Tim's doing it. You got to do it. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. What what got you going? Like You didn't look like this when you played. Well, I think, first of all, you look great. I don't well, think you're- Well, thank were, you, yeah. thank you. I'm kind of puny, though. But, no, you definitely not- I'll thumb puny. wrestle you. I won't arm wrestle you. <laughs>
1: right. um, you know, I was always really big into health and fitness, even when I was playing, but I train differently now just because I didn't want to be this big when I was playing because sure. I had to throw and have flexibility yeah, in my sure, shoulders sure. and stuff. So. I, I, when I was done playing, I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to just do You CrossFit.
2: Are you a cross? You got no. like that CrossFit body. No, I don't CrossFit, but no. I just
1: do a lot of high intensity stuff. Okay. I just, you know, sprints and, um, just, um, uh, Lifting without you know a whole lot of rest periods in between sets. And, okay, you know, you're like super setter. Yeah, super sets All a supersetter. Right. Yeah, supersets a lot, man. Just get a lot of volume, a lot of work done, and um, probably weights about five days a week, and a cardio a couple days a week, and I'm really active as. So uh, you
2: feel good physically then? Obviously. I feel good.
1: I don't know how, man. My body's pieced together. I've had two major shoulder surgeries. I've got four screws in my thumb. My back is fused together. The L3, L4, five discs are fused together. Uh, I've had a broken leg, broken ankle, multiple concussions. I don't know how I feel good, but so far far, I feel fine,
2: yeah. That's awesome. Before we wrap this up, I always ask, because this is something that I'll I'll probably do a montage of at some point. I ask everybody that, that I interview, what does Tim Couch want his lasting legacy to be? When it's all said and done, and somebody is delivering those last words, those final speeches of, this was Tim Couch. What would you want people to remember Tim Couch by?
1: You know, I think it's always been for me uh, the type of person I am. You know, I think at the end of the day, your football career is going to end at some point for you, and people are going to forget. They're going to remember, oh, yeah, I was a good player, but they're mm-hmm. not going to remember the plays and the games necessarily. They're going to remember when they met you, how would you make them feel? Mm-hmm. Did you inspire them? Did you remember their name? Did you shake their hand? Did you look them in the eye? Um, just the impact that I would have on people in um, and you know, just being a, an overall good person and being a good father is the main thing. So, so those would be the important things. And obviously, you know, I'd love to be remembered for being a great football player, but on, more importantly, being a great person, I think would be, yeah. um, you know, how I want to be remembered.
2: I think, I think you've accomplished that. I appreciate you got it. more Thanks. time to do more accomplishing. Yeah, for sure. I'm humbled. I'm honored. It's the great Tim Couch, everyone. Uh, this is Up on Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. Make sure you tap in, subscribe, you tell a friend, you know, check us out. This is dope content, if you hadn't noticed. And make sure you check out his his website. His website, he's doing some great stuff in the in the wealth management uh, division. We'll make sure we put that, that website, you know, up for it, for what's going on, man. I, I tell you, I generally don't get, like, this, where I mess up words and, and, and have moments. But, you know, when you're around greatness, every once in a while, I, I find myself, you know, being a fan versus you know just doing my job so it's Tim Couch man appreciate, appreciate you coming heart. on Thanks so man. Much, man. Appreciate, appreciate you it. all right it's been another exciting edition make sure you stay tuned in man we'll check you out Till next time this show is sponsored by BetterHelp